This is the DL Power Couple Podcast. I'm Dominique. And I'm Miss Latrice. Coming at you. Today's topic is generational wealth and making sure it becomes more than a buzzword. Mm -hmm. While many people know the term generational wealth, few understand the concept and even fewer implement it in their real life. Exactly. And this was highly requested by Priscilla. Shout out to you. Shout out to Purdue. And she specifically wanted us to address how we as a couple are working on or how important it is to even reverse generational curses and start building generational wealth so that we can provide a different beginning for our future children. So, Dominique, what is one way you think we as a couple are finding ways to build generational wealth? Well, one way, you got to have your own business. Mm -hmm. Because once you have your own business and you start understanding the taxes around that and everything, it really opens up your options. Yeah. Without that, you're dependent on other people, other entities. And while that works, as far as, while that works, in those cases, you're usually trading your time directly for the money you make. Right. So... When people talk about generational wealth, they start bringing in the concept of passive income, right? Not meaning that you don't do anything to make it. It just means that you're going to live off of a machine and you got to build the machine up in the beginning, which is Mm going to suck. Mm -hmm. It's going to suck. And then you reap the benefits through like either a monthly income or however you set up the payments, something like that. So where you're not just trading time for money every day. Right. And so you got to have your own business because it takes you through that journey. Mm-hmm. It takes you through that journey of maybe hiring people, um, seeing who you want to work for, work with you and why. You know, you got some people who hire strictly based on academic, academic uh, accomplishments and experience while others will, like Gary V. Yeah. Gary V. always talks about hiring based on EQ mm-hmm. and emotional intelligence and stuff like that. So you start realizing what you want to do and what that can do for you. First step, and I just read that Robert Kiyosaki book, um, Business in the 21st Century, and basically the first thing he tells you to do is start a business. Yeah. Now, he was talking about network marketing, but it doesn't have to be network marketing. It can be whatever you do. But yeah, starting a business is the first step. Yeah. And I think uh, Dom touched on great points in there, and one of the businesses that we started is a real estate investing business, which... Everyone who knows the top rich people all are involved in real estate in some way, form, or another. So if you are wanting to build generational wealth, I would highly encourage anyone and everyone to read up on, learn about, and become educated on real estate in general, and then especially real estate investing. Now, it doesn't mean you will start a real estate investing business, but like I said, the top wealthiest people and richest people that we have in our country and the world are involved in some type of real estate investing. So one of the things that me and Dominique did is we started learning about real estate investing. We have been reading up on, we we are not making millions by any means um, in it, but we are, one way we are building this or preparing ourselves to have generational wealth is by already getting started in real estate investing. And we know it's one of those things where if you're thinking long-term, it's going to take a little longer, but it's going to be based on the little things that you do from the very beginning, building your foundation, having a power team, going to different NREA meetings, meeting with different people versus making a lot of a lot of money really fast and that money eventually runs out. So if you don't use it correctly when you do get that money fast, that generational wealth has now surpassed you. And so one of the things that I would say 
anyone who is interested in building generational wealth that you need to do first. The first thing you need to do is change your mindset or at least start getting it in your mindset that you what you're doing is going to affect future generations to come. Some people may not even have kids, but in general, there's going to be people living on this earth after you leave. So what are you doing today that can set those people up in the future once you're gone? Right, Dominique? Okay, so yeah, you brought up a great point. For people who aren't going to have kids, then what does generational wealth mean to them? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it depends on if you wanted to go to your partner or if you wanted to go to your partner's family Mm -hmm. or... Your family. Even if you... Here's the thing about generational wealth. Usually it means you're wealthy as well. So Mm -hmm. if you want to be wealthy yourself, Mm -hmm. you should still build it. Yeah. And then you can... After that, you can um, put your money toward... You can put it in trust and dedicate those to people however trust work. I mean, I got to get a legal professional to even explain that to me. Mm -hmm. Or you can donate it to different uh, charitable organizations or just anything you want, wherever you want your money to go. Money can change lives. It can mm-hmm. do it can do what you need it to do. It can work for you. It's a tool. So whatever you want to do with it, you can do with it. But generational wealth is important whether you have children or not and whether you plan to have children or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I just wanted to touch on that just because you brought it up. Yeah. And then personally, for myself, one thing that I'm making sure I'm doing is right now I don't have a lot of money. Right now I'm not working a salary um um, regular nine to five type job. So one of the biggest questions I have to ask myself is, well, if I'm not getting a 401k and all this retirement pension and things like that, that a lot of people who are working these salary jobs are definitely going to get once they, you know, reach their retirement age, how can I start investing for myself money that, that will go aside and be able to use for my retirement as well as my future generations? Um, so what I did is I created an Acorns account and a Stash account both of these are investment companies. I don't want to mess up the terminology, so I'll just say investment companies where you can uh, use them to start saving for your retirement in a Roth IRA. Um, and then also you can just put money aside for any investment that you want. So what they both do is they allow, when you, whenever you spend something, the extra change that you have from that spending, it goes into your investment accounts versus just sitting in your Chase account, or that's why I have, I have Chase, versus just sitting in your bank account where you'll probably end up spending it on something you really didn't need to spend it on, you're basically reinvesting in yourself. And so what I have these accounts for is to make sure no matter what, I'm not spending them. Primarily, my acorns is the one where I'm like, I'm not touching this. I know for a fact I'm building this long term. This is going to impact either, you know, my future generations or just something I'll use outside of my retirement account. Even my investment with the acorns, I'm still using that for my retirement and things like that. Um, and then with my stash, I was getting, uh, whenever I was getting paid, I was put in weekly, weekly amounts while I could. Now that I'm done with this other job, I don't have the weekly amounts. So now I've switched that over to monthly, but either way, I know I'm still putting money in every single month to my stash account and my acorns account, because at the end of the day, this is what's going to affect what happens to my future and my future families and future generations. So one of the first things you can do is go sign up. Or read about first. Don't don't just go sign up. Read about Acorns account. Read a, read about stash accounts or companies that are like them. Figure out which one works best for you. The minimum requirement is five dollars. So if you have five dollars, you can invest. Put it in. If you don't have five dollars, you can start investing and saving away for yourself. Figure out what you can start sacrifice sacrificing and cutting back on so that you can start saving for yourself 
for this generational wealth. Yeah, and that's very important because, especially if you're not working a traditional like 401k type job and you're not a 401k employee, Mm -hmm. you have to have another plan because you're not going to be covered in the same way. Mm -hmm. All right. And another important thing that Miss Latrice had said earlier is she was talking about how you got to change your mindset. So any um, person who has gained a level of success and pretty much came from, came from the bottom and a couple of Coming from the bottom can mean a couple of things. You could you could have either hit rock bottom financially, mm-hmm. rock bottom mentally, or something like that, right? And then you you bounce back, you got yourself on track, and then you started living better. Right. Sometimes you even get rich. Sometimes you get to that point where you know you're about to be you're about to be pretty wealthy. Mm-hmm. And um, what they'll say is you have to change your mindset. Your mindset has to be a certain way, mm-hmm. and that's very important. That's actually the hardest part. A lot of people want to reach they want to reach goals. But they're not the person that can do it. When you speak to, I don't know what wealthy people actually say to you, but when they make videos at least and they, you know, they planned it and everything, what they will say is you make a goal, then you got to become the person who can achieve that goal. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. It's not just make a goal and then go after it because you might not be the person who can achieve it. Exactly. You got to become that person. And sometimes that takes discipline. And that's where the weed out is. Just like the weed out classes you take in, cl- in, in college. If you've gone to college, and if you haven't gone to college, there's there's weed out situations in life where the weed jobs, will, where, military, where, where some people will fold and some people will keep going. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things where can you become that person? Mm-hmm. That's what separates a lot of people from, or that's what stops a lot of people from being able to achieve what they want. Mm-hmm. And um, also with wealth. When people say that wealth is measured in time, and I remember I was talking about reading that Robert Kiyosaki book, and the way he had explained it is your wealth means if you stopped working right now, how much longer could you live your current lifestyle? Right. Right. So one thing that I like to highlight is you don't have to be rich to be wealthy. Mm -hmm. You have wealth. You just don't have as much as somebody else. You might be able to live the way you live for the next week. Right. And then you're, and then you're your resources run out. Mm-hmm. That means you have a week worth of wealth. Mm-hmm. Right? So people aren't usually considered wealthy until they can live for years or <laughs> or generations. Mm-hmm. But that that that's the concept of wealth. Mm-hmm. You know, if you stopped working a traditional job, I mean, most people, they're going to have passive income coming in anyway from the work they put in for years and years and years. Yeah. And they have it set up that way. So it's not like they're not getting any money, mm-hmm. but they're also not going out and trading time for it. Right. Right. So um, that's the concept of wealth I wanted to push. It's very, it's, it's achievable for the common person. And if you don't want to be a common person, then become a person that's uncommon and go get that wealth. You can get it whichever, whichever way makes you feel comfortable doing it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's best to do it however way makes you feel uncomfortable because exactly. when you make that change... You gotta if you want things you you don't have right now in life, things you've never had before. You gotta do things you've never done before. Right. So, yeah, just get out there, really. And if you're lost and confused as to how to do this, the other first step you need to do is you need to start making goals. You need to start writing down what it is you want to accomplish, what it is you want you hope for your future family to have. Like I know for me and Dominique, one of the things we want is for them to be able to work. Whatever job, whatever career, whatever lifestyle that they they want to 
because they want to, not because they're forced to, because we can't afford to take care of them or anything like that. And that's something I think, especially in a lot of black families, but in many families, no matter what race, color, skin, whatever you are, is we don't have that luxury. And so a lot of times I see people, they get so upset at celebrities and things like that, where the kids, oh, but you didn't have to do this. If we all lived in an ideal world, I would want my kids to be able to choose whatever they want to do. Like I look at Jaden Smith, and the whole Will Smith family and Jada Pinkett Smith family, and I, and despite you know however you think about their parenting styles, one thing that they have done is they've set up their children for generational wealth to where they can, at 16, 17, 18, whatever, choose to live the lifestyle that they want. They're not forced to go out and get you know engineering jobs or high paying jobs because that's what's going to help them live certain lifestyles. They've already been set up. So I would want something like that for my children where we've already done, you know, the hard work, the sacrifices, and they'll still have those that hard work and the sacrifices in their lives too, but they'll get to choose which route they want to go in. They can go volunteer their time at homeless shelters, different things like that, because they have that time to do so, because they're not financially strained. And that's the type of uh, setup I would want for my kids is they're not thinking about money that they have to have money that they need money to live and to survive so that's the first thing you want to do is start making goals what is it that you want do you want financial independence and why and then once you identify what these goals are how can you start achieving them the The main thing that I said with my me setting up my stash and acorns account is I had to start sacrificing and cutting back on things in order to make sure I put money in every month now, with me not having a stable job or a stable income, financial income, that really is a hard thing to do because this month I might make this amount. This week I might make this amount. So I, ne- I never know. So it means maybe I don't get to go to the movies this month. Maybe I don't get to go to the movies for the next six months. Maybe I don't go out to eat for the next six months. So you have to really identify what's important, what's absolutely necessary for you to be spending money on, and what things can you genuinely, honestly cut back on in order to make sure you're saving up for your future wealth, retirement, and your future generations. Yeah, that's a very good point. Now, when it comes to putting yourself in a situation where generational wealth can be built, because, I mean, we, me, and, me and Miss Latrice, we can go off on a lot of tangents, but... The topic was introduced as generational wealth, so I got to make sure I stay on that. You got to figure out what makes you tick. Like you got to figure out what really makes you want to put in effort. Mm-hmm. And then either pursue that, something like it, or integrate it into your life or something. You really got to do something that you want to wake up and do every day. Mm-hmm. If you're waking up huffing and puffing, it's going to put so much of an emotional strain on you. And if you're one of those I have no emotions type people, that's going to run out too. That don't last forever. So mm-hmm. it's one of those things where you got you to gotta see, okay, what do I really want to be doing? Yeah. And then you get into it. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking, you're working harder than you've ever worked in your life. Right. And you're working and working and what you're doing is you're learning through that. And when you're learning, you're seeing, okay, how much of this do I have to touch? Right. And how much of it do I not have to touch? Mm-hmm. Then you got to become a leader. Then you start touching less and less. And what you're doing is you're putting people in place to do that work for you. They'll be happy to do it. Pay them accordingly. Mm -hmm. Next thing you know, you're no longer working in the business. You're working on it. You're making sure it runs smoothly. Mm -hmm. While other people are doing most of the the groundwork for you. Mm -hmm. 
Now you're not trading as much time for the money. Right. Then, when you have money, you don't put it in a savings account and let it get 2% interest. For one thing, 2% doesn't beat inflation. So it's still getting ate up. So if inflation, a lot of people describe inflation as 4% loss in the value of the money. So you have to put your money in certain things that give you a return that's more than 4%. Yeah. So that's where Latrice was talking about people put their money into assets. Mm -hmm. Assets that they can take loans out against. Mm -hmm. Assets that are respected in the the financial world. Mm -hmm. So if you put your money in assets like real estate, then you're getting more, usually more than a 4% return. Mm -hmm. And you're making that passive income just off of what what you've invested. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of different things you can invest in, but basically you put your, what, what wealthy people do is they, they end up putting their money in things that give them a return higher than inflation mm-hmm. by a good amount. Yeah. And then they, they, and then they're getting that coming and coming and coming. And they keep collecting that. So there's a lot of steps you go through. Now, if you think that it's just going to happen, you're going to make a YouTube video. It's going to get, you know, <laughs> 50 million views and you, you're going to be wealthy. You know, that's not really how this works. It's not realistic. And you don't want it to happen like that, trust me. <laughs> you don't want it to happen like that. You don't want you don't want millions of dollars to drop on you before you have a lawyer, mm-hmm. before you have this and that and whatever. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, maybe some do, some don't, but either way, you want to know that not only did you work for this, you're going to do what you can do to make sure it stays there. Right. And that's where you start protecting it. Mm-hmm. And then once you have once you have the wealth and you have or not the wealth, once you once you have um the income and then it's passive and then it's coming to you, whatever, whether you're working on something or not, you gotta protect yourself legally. You gotta protect those income streams. Mm-hmm. And then when you're transferring money in and out of the assets and from one asset to another and this and that, you gotta know how to do it so that you don't have to pay um high tax amounts on that. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of steps, but it's not anything that can't be managed. It's just you address these things as you go to it. It's in steps. Yeah. These are these are in steps. These are life steps, mm-hmm. and it's a journey. Mm-hmm. Getting to that stage of wealth is a journey. People who talk about it will say, it took us 10 years, 20 years, yeah. 30 years. Yeah. And you might think that's too long, but... Think about it. If it takes you twenty, if you're twenty and it takes you twenty years to build wealth, and you can retire at forty, you're retiring twenty at the least years later than everybody else or younger. Like, come on. So, yeah, it's one of those things where your mindset really has to be right as far as um, becoming the person who can reach goals, but also your mindset has to be right about you know what is wealth. What, you know, what is, what is money? What is business ownership? Mm-hmm. You know, how does it all run together? And are you going to look at it positively? Are you going to look at it negatively? Are you going to look at it as a drag? What, I mean, how are you going to look at it? Right. Because a, a lot of people, they'll, they'll get caught up in, um, you know, America's bad. Capitalism is bad. Uh, putting on a suit and doing some business stuff is bad. If, if you have that mindset, then anything you do that has to do a better in your life within the systems 
with the systems that, that the systems that America has built, the systems that exist in the world, you, you're just gonna think that it's all bad. Yeah. And then you're not gonna put as much effort into it. Mm-hmm. You gotta change your mindset. You gotta be positive in your situation. Yeah. Because it's really easy to fall into that trap of negativity, and, and it's very comfortable to do so. Mm-hmm. You know, especially when you find other people that are like that. But once you start better in your life, you won't even talk to those people anymore. Yeah. Because they won't know how to get out of their own heads. Mm-hmm. Basically, I just want to say, you have to know it's a journey, and you got to get that mindset right. And on top of all that, once you get your mindset right, you have to educate yourself. Don't just jump into any of these investments or things like that that you hear us um, uh, giving you advice on or that you see in a YouTube video or an ad or anything like that because you think it's going to lead to generational wealth. You need to research everything. The, the biggest thing you have to do is do your due j- diligence. You have to do your due di- diligence or you'll just wind up failing or losing a lot of money and saying, dang, Latrice and them, Miss Latrice and Dom told me uh, this was going to lead me to some generational wealth. They were some liars. No, you have to do the research. You have to do the work. You have to get yourself in that mindset. Now, one of the other things that we haven't touched on yet was um, that Priscilla wanted to hear was how are we breaking or what generational curses um, we're breaking as a couple or just in general. And one of the biggest things that I like to touch on is when you start bringing kids into this world. Now, just because you've had kids does not mean that you're automatically set up to fail and not be able to uh, provide generational wealth and things like that. What that does mean, though, is it's going to be a lot tougher and a lot harder for you, depending on what situation you're coming from. So right now, I am 23 years old, and I am not in any financial, stable, whatever position to be bringing any kids into this world. I'm still trying to figure out how I can support myself. So one way I'm breaking the generational curses, I'm not bringing kids into this world knowing that I won't be able to, first of all, provide for myself and for them. And if I do, it'll be only in the right now, in the present. So once I'm gone, I don't know what's going to happen to any of in, any of those uh, children. Again, I'm not bashing anyone who already has kids and they weren't financially stable or anything like that. I'm literally just saying... That's one way I'm breaking a generational curse that is clearly um, kept on happening and, and blah, blah, blah. So I'm doing my due diligence learning that this this is something that has been passed down for generations and has not brought any of my family members or myself generational wealth. So I'm not going to one big thing I'm not doing is continuing to do the practices that past generations have done that clearly have not set me up or any future generations for generational wealth. What about for you, Dom? Well, for me, um, just offhand, I'm just, I started fresh. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm i not starting as my great-great-grandpa was this, my great-grandpa was this, my grandpa was this. So as far as breaking curses, that's really not what I'm doing, but I am making sure to just do things a little differently. Mm-hmm. So while a lot of people in my family worked really hard, mm-hmm and are still working very hard, they're definitely trading time for money. Even if it's good money. Right. Usually it's really good money, Mm -hmm. but they're trading their time for it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be that person who figures out how not to trade my time for it into my 60s. Right. Or into my 50s. Right. I'm going to be that person who figures out how to make it and make it huge Mm -hmm. without doing that part. Mm -hmm. And even if I got to do that part for the first 20 to 30 years 
I'll do that. If it means that I don't have to do it for the rest of my life after that. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm focusing on doing. Um, and then one thing to really keep in mind, a mistake should not be nurtured and continued just because people spent a long time making it. <laughs> right. So just because something is tradition doesn't make it right. Mm-hmm. That's something that everybody needs to keep in mind. Mm-hmm. All right. And there's nothing wrong with changing things up a bit. If you want to live a different way that's better for you, whether it's spiritually, financially, physically, any of that, you can make that change. And not everybody around you will understand, mm-hmm. but you still got to do it because they're not supposed to understand. Once they see the results, they'll be like, okay, okay, I see what they were getting at. Right. And then they might, pre- they might preach it on to their children. They might preach it on to somebody else. You can make an impact just from people looking at you and telling others. Mm-hmm. Lead by example. Yeah. Even if you can't lead by word of mouth or if you can't lead through conversation because there's some that don't understand you, still go ahead and lead by example. Get out there and do something. Yeah. And the last thing that I'll leave everybody with is the things that we're doing because we are a power couple together is we're looking at ourselves physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, all of the above, right? Separately, like who we are individually, what things we come with and come from, and then how we are together, what things we come with and come from and things that we want in the future. So if you are in a couple or in a relationship and you're trying to figure out how to do this stuff together, that's what you need to do. You need to examine yourselves, analyze yourselves, all the situations and circumstances you've come from individually, and then what do you all want as a couple together? You have to agree on that before you even start talking about building generational wealth. What are your goals for each other? What are your goals for your future? What are your goals for your future family and their future families and so on and so forth? And there are so many creative ways to make and build generational wealth. So we gave you real estate investing. However, like I said, it is not for everyone. Everyone may not succeed in it or have the time and the patience that you need to make it work. So be. And for that, there's real estate funds where you put the money into a real estate fund and then the real estate investors use that money and then give you a percentage return on the money that you invested. Mm -hmm. Look into that. Um, Jay Morrison has the Tulsa real estate fund, um, but there's a lot of other real estate funds too. It's just one that I came across. Right. And so the ultimate thing that I was going to say was be creative. Know that what's already been shown to you, there are so many more options and ways to build and make money and build wealth ultimately. So don't just think, the 10 things, the top 10 things you've seen people do is the only way. And you're like, dang, I don't fit into any of those categories or I'm not willing or able to do any of those things. So get yourselves together. That's all I got to say. And that's all we got for today. 